Hi, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan, and I'm joined by Steph and Nikki from Game Till 5. Uh, welcome. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us back. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for coming back. I was really glad when Mass Effect 2 became something I wanted to play. Uh, I was like, I've got to get Steph and Nikki on for this, because I know you two love this series. So I'm really glad we get to be here to talk about this game. We do, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we stop talking about it quite often, <laughs> so that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true for a while it was a pretty regular occurrence in top fives uh mass effect was definitely part of it and there is a lot to bring in i mean so it makes sense that it would make a lot of different top fives uh a character or you know different things like that um <laughs> if you don't know steph and nikki they've been on uh the podcast a couple times uh last year they came on for plague tale did beyond two souls uh ethan carter so we've done a couple things, but yeah, we're here, as said, to talk about Mass Effect 2. However, if you don't know about their podcast more, why don't you tell them about what you do over there? Yeah, so we're basically, we're a video game podcast. Um, we focus on like top fives in video game topics. So literally we just think of our top five things of any video game and just make a list about it. We have actually done a top five Mass Effect companion episode as well, actually, mm. or squad members. So that's relative. But yeah, we literally just just have a chat. Yeah. About video games. Make lists. In list form. Yeah. I love a list. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a list with facts, which is great. Uh, so much fun, for sure. Um, I'm eager to listen to those Mass Effect ones once I play Mass Effect 3. Because then uh, I feel yes. like I will be able to go in without fear of learning yeah. something I don't know yet. So They might uh, be a bit spoiler heavy. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's rare on our podcast that we avoid spoilers. Yeah. So. That's what I figured, especially only pre before now playing only the first one. So I was like, I'll wait. And then when it's time, I'm going to love it. Uh, so awesome. I'm looking forward to that day. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess with that, I can jump into some Mass Effect 2. So a description I've got for us here is recruit, explore, control. Two years after Commander Shepard repelled the Reapers bent on destruction of organic life, a mysterious new enemy has emerged on the fringes of known space. Something is silently abducting entire human colonies. Uh, and then a little background on the game is it was developed by Bioware, who of course is known for the Mass Effect series, uh, the Dragon Age series, they made Star Wars uh, Knights of the Old Republic. So really, yeah, this is their jam for sure. And of course, Mass Effect 2 being probably their most famous game or one of the most. Now, I guess... Before we get into kind of spoiler territory, I wanted to give a spot for non-spoilers where we could maybe share things about the game if, uh, I don't know, if somehow you're here, you've never played any Mass Effect game, and you're curious, is this for me? Um, hopefully we can share some thoughts on that. So one thing for me was I like this a lot more than Mass Effect 1 when it came to gameplay and like controls and whatnot. In fairness, I will say I played Mass Effect 1 on PS3, and my PS3 was struggling. This, uh, for two, I did play the Legendary Edition on PS5. So, <laughs> uh, I will say that some of that might be truly the upgrade from one to two. Some of it might be because I'm on a way better console. I'm not 100%. Uh, it felt way better. I, I enjoyed, like, the, I don't know, travel mechanics and shooting a lot more. So that was one thing, uh, that stood out to me about Mass Effect 2. Yeah, agreed. I find that, I think... Two, generally, if you play, like, the old ones, 
2 feels way more polished than the first one. But I think in the legendary one, they've redone the controls of the first one to match the second one, if I remember that correctly, from when they did the remaster of number one. So it does play better now if you go and play yeah. from the legendary one, but if you pick up like an old version, yeah, it feels way more clunky. This one feels a lot more polished. Uh. That's good to know. I'm glad to hear they upgraded the controls for the first one on the uh, Legacy or Legendary. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's a common complaint that the first one felt clunky. Yeah, for sure. I think, like, I I loved, I do love the first one, but going back and playing it sort of back in the day rem- reminded me why, like, the second and third one is so much better. Um, they just sort of really mastered, mastered it, whereas I think the first one was just a real trial, <laughs> trial and error. Yeah, I think I think you're right cuz when when I played the first one, I was like I like like uh the story, I'm interested in this universe, all of that stuff, but playing it like especially when I was like doing the Mako and stuff on the first one, I was like I don't I'm like making myself play that section cuz I was just annoyed <laughs> um back then, but uh, I don't know. I guess that's early PS3. It makes sense that it would have been messed up back then and you know, just getting to see that sort of change here. So, yeah, totally. That's something I like. Another thing I like in this game is uh, I like the variety of your new and old characters. So you get some friends from Mass Effect 1 coming back. You make some new ones here. And I think just kind of overall, I haven't played a lot of games that have parties, but like I played like Outer Worlds or the first Mass Effect or whatever. But this game, I feel like it's maybe the best party that I've played where your squad members, they're all pretty interesting. You get to bring in a lot and I think that a lot was added. It's like, I don't know. I think it really worked here in Mass Effect 2. Yeah, I'd say Bioware in general know how to make a good collection of stuff, like of people to carry with you. Yeah. Like Dragon Age, they do it pretty well. But I think, like, obviously Dragon Age came out after Mass Effect, right? Mm, yes. So I think, so I think they took a bit from, from what yeah. they've kind of mastered in number two. I think as well they really nailed the, like, companion quests like loyalty mm. side quests as well for for this game in particular i think um i, re- I really enjoyed them yeah i i agree i thought when i got to that section it didn't feel like chores at all they felt unique you were getting something interesting about them or their backstory or um i don't know all of that stuff and got you to spend time with them i i, I don't know if you feel this with the party system but when i was going i was like i really wish i could bring a third person because like you know partway through the game I got to a spot where I was like I kind of want to just take two people with me the whole time and I wish I could have a third I I don't know if you felt that tension playing this or I guess Spyware in general probably yeah I tended to find I wanted to bring all my favorites with me all the time and especially in this one I found like it was more difficult to choose between people because more people I wanted rather than I think in the first one there's a couple you kind of clutch onto and they're the ones you have all the time Whereas this one, it felt like, oh, I want to take this person, then I want to take this person. Like, it felt like you had so much choice. So you were like, oh, can I just take my whole entire, like, (laughs) ship with me? Yeah. (laughs) Right. We'll run a van. Let's all go. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Those were two of my kind of non-spoiler thoughts. I don't know if either of you had other non-spoiler thoughts kind of about Mass Effect 2. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of preferred the story a little bit in this one. I think we've kind of gone over a lot of it. The combat in general, I think, was so much better. Um, just, yeah, just generally, I think I'd say to anyone that's that's played Mass Effect 1 and hasn't played 2, like, it, it or is thinking about it, just know that it gets better. <laughs> it gets better than 1. Mm. Like, just hold out and, and 2 definitely delivers. 
Yeah, agreed. I think similarly with the story, without getting into it just yet, like, it definitely feels like it kicks up a notch in this one, like, so where the first one feels a bit, not, like, boring at any time, it just feels very, like, small scale. This one definitely feels like it starts becoming more intense, Mm -hmm. I think, in general, which is cool. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the first one, which, I, I don't know, maybe this isn't fair, but the first one to me feels like it's sort of like Star Wars A New Hope. Like, you need it because it sets everything else up. But, you mm-hmm. know, when you look at the original Star Wars, it's like Empire and Return of the Jedi are definitely way cooler. Um, like, those yeah. are yeah. those are like, those are the movies I most want to watch, but you have to have the first one. And I feel like that's what it feels like with Mass Effect. I ne- You needed the first one to come before this, but then this lets, you know, two go off and shine and do its thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That sounds very accurate. Does anyone else have other things they'd want to talk about non spoilers before we kind of move into spoiler territory? I think that covers everything yeah. without yeah. starting to get yeah more in depth into different little bits and bobs. Perfect. Sounds good. Um, okay, so if you haven't played this or you care about spoilers, drop off now. This is kind of where we'll enter into spoiler territory for Mass Effect 2. Now, listeners may recognize that we've done Mass Effect 1, but uh, I mentioned earlier, I played that on PS PS3, and it was before COVID, so it was really a long, long time ago. Um, and being pretty disconnected from the game, I decided I wanted to start fresh with Mass Effect 2, with the Legendary Edition, you know, all of that, new console, new everything. So I decided to retcon some of my choices from Mass Effect 1. I feel like being removed from it, being able to kind of see... All of that. So I kept some of the choices the same, but I kept, I changed a few of them. So I wanted to do a quick rundown of uh, kind of where I'm at there, I guess, because as we all know, the choices in these games really matter. So, you know, this is the stuff I'm coming in with. So first thing, Rex, he died in my Mass Effect 1 playthrough, and I thought that was pretty uh, powerful and good. So I kept him dead. Even though I liked Rex and thought he was awesome, that was an impactful moment for me in Mass Effect 1. So... Rex is still dead. I'm very dead. upset about this. Yeah, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> I don't even remember how you kill Rex. I think you get the option to, like, snipe him at some point so while mean. he's just chilling out by a river. <laughs> he, um, he, uh, at least where he got killed when I played was when there's, like, the the fake genophilage Krogan or whatever, and he wants to do something about it, and you're like, no, we need to do the mission or whatever, and there's kind of an argument there, um... Oh, yeah, I think I remember. And he, like, mm, ra- rages out and wants to, like, kill you. Yeah. And so you're like, I guess I have to kill you. I don't want to because I like you, but he was, like, just seeing red kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's Ashley that does it, which rubs well, even more soul into the wound. Yeah. Oh, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Ashley does it. Because I think I, like, tried to not shoot him, and then she did it. And you're like, ugh. Um, <laughs> yeah, not not great. <laughs> So then also, last time I romanced Ashley, this time I decided to romance no one and for Mass Effect 1 to kind of start on a clean slate with 2. I was like, I want to kind of start over and, I don't know, see what Mass Effect 2 and 3 bring. So I decided to have no romance option for the first one. And then previously also, I had let Caden die at the spot where you have to leave someone behind to be able to escape and I swapped that, and I decided to let Ashley die there and see what Caden's story will bring kind of in the future. Correct decision. 
<laughs> correct decision. Uh, that's good. I was, yeah. I, yeah, when I meet Caden in this one, I wasn't sure. I was like, maybe I should have swapped it. I don't know. So that's good to yeah. hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't like Ashley. Yeah, she kind of sucks. Yeah, for sure. And then last thing from the previous game was uh, before I let the council die and named Captain Anderson as the head of the council, and I stuck with that move. I thought that was the right thing at the time then and still thought so now. So. <laughs> yeah, I think I did the same. I don't like the council. I don't like the council, but I was trying to be goody two-shoes uh... all the time, so I let them, I like saved them. And then I didn't even put Captain Anderson as, like, main person. I think I put um, Udina as thing. Oh. Because Captain Anderson doesn't really want to be the leader oh, yeah. of the Maybe human. I think he was he's always a bit reluctant. He's mm. like, I don't think I'm the best person for the job. And I'm like, I like you, Anderson. I'm not going to make you do a thing you don't want to do. Yeah. So I had Udina, even though I hate Udina. Okay. Um, but yeah, I had opposite. That, that makes... That makes sense, though. Uh, yeah, I put Anderson there because I was like, since he didn't want the job, I was like, I feel like you're the right guy. Versus Udina felt so slimy. Mm. That was my yeah. thought. He is the worst, and I always feel really weird about making that decision. But I don't know. That's fair. I think I was just like, I like Anderson. I don't want to make him live with the stupid council. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad when I went and saw him later in this. He just is like, ugh. I hate this job. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah. my bad. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the sign of the the best decisions in these games too. Is when they're hard like that, we're like, I don't like either option, or they're you know they're hard. I feel like that's where they really nail it. Is um, hmm. when when you feel that way, I'm like, that's a good decision. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that's kind of bringing us up to speed for Mass Effect Two, and then kind of last thing that's important before actually jumping into the story is the who's who of course mass effect has a ton of characters uh as we mentioned there's a big party uh so you have a lot of potential squad members all of that so kind of a quick rundown we've got here uh we've got miranda lawson she's a cerberus operative she also um is a human but basically has like enhancements to give her biotic powers and then you've got jacob taylor he's also a cerberus operative and he's a biotic, so kind of like an android, basically. Is that right? Mm, I, th I think so. I never remember the biotics. Or is that more like Jack, where they're just kind of a bit enhanced? Yeah, I think they're just like enhanced. Okay, humans, so really. okay, so J okay, so Jack is also like Miranda and Jacob. I I couldn't tell if Jack was something a little separate or not. Um, I think I think she was like engineered by someone, wasn't she? Well, she was like she's a human, but I think she was in like a lab or something like growing up, and she, they kind of maybe enhanced her a bit more. So yeah, I think like she's a, like an extreme version of yeah. that. I think like normally you just get like kind of like uh, I think Shepard can use obviously the little biotics, and she can do like little bits. Yeah. Um, but it's not like I think super. Jack was like souped up. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That she's just like uh, extra enhanced. Um, yeah. So Jack, similar to both of them, but even more so. Um, you've got Garrus Vakarian. He's a Turian bounty hunter. We also know him from uh, Mass Effect 1. Also returning from Mass Effect 1 is uh, Talizora Vasnima. She's a Corian who was also part of our party last time. Um, you've got Grunt, who's a Krogan super soldier. We've got Legion, who's a Geth mobile platform. you got Morden Solis, who's a Salarian scientist. Uh, this one, uh, you can have Samara or uh, Morinth. 
Either way, uh, Asari Justicar, which is, um, I don't know, kind of a... They, they seem almost like a Spectre for the Asari, in a sense. I don't know if that's right, but they seem to be sort of set apart, and the Asari sort of revere and don't like them. Yeah, I don't really know how to describe the Justicars. Yeah, it's all like, I find all of that quite confusing, especially even with just the Asari stuff. Like, they have such an interesting kind of society. Mm. Um, yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, they have their own hierarchy, but mm. you're right. They're kind of like high-level Asari, but not really. They're kind of like almost like bounty hunters, yeah. but not. like. But they're not really used for that reason. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. They're they're it, it it's weird that there's a lot of like, I don't know, reverence and fear but disdain. Like it's it's sort of a weird how they take them in. Um, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Last couple of people we've got uh Thane Krios, he's a Drell assassin. Um you've got Kasumi Goto, she's a, a human who's a thief, uh like a super thief. And then uh Zaid Masani, who's also uh, another human who's a bounty hunter. Uh, so these are your potential squad members. So you have a pretty large squad. And then outside of that, there are some other kind of notable characters. So uh, Liara Tassoni uh, returning from Mass Effect 1. Uh, Joker Moreau, your pilot, uh, voiced by Seth Green from uh, Mass Effect 1 also. Uh, you've got the Elusive Man, who's um, basically your boss at this point, sort of. He brings mm -hmm. you back. He's the head of Cerberus, uh, voiced by Martin Sheen. Uh, you've got Edie, who is uh, the ship's uh, AI, who also your dog is named after, so exciting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exciting there. Yeah, I think that's, I would say, largely the who's who. Is there anyone I kind of missed who you think are worth bringing up? I think you covered. Yeah, I think they're all, like, the main characters. Yeah. Everyone else is just tiny side people that you meet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, there are other people that you do meet along the way, but really, uh, yeah, I feel like, as you said, they're pretty side. But yeah, the world is full of people here. So um, I guess with all of these people in mind, um, who are your favorite squad members? Who who, who do you like the most? Um, my favorite is Garrus, obviously. And uh, but I also I think for me, most if I'm just going squad squad people, it's Grunt and Borden, because I just always really loved having those two with me grunt because i love a krogan krogan's my favorite and morden because i think he was the funniest one to have around like his comments would all be quite sarky and <laughs> i don't know separate or scientific so he was my ones i think yeah i agree grunt was probably one of my favorites just because he was the big krogan baby um and <laughs> i would i would agree garris i think i'll always love um, so it was really nice to have him back. And Morden was also very cool. I also really liked Miranda. I thought she was a bitch to begin with. Um, but then she did really grow on me. Um, I also did like the DLC characters, Kazumi and Zai, but I didn't, I wasn't 100% sure on their sort of side quests as much. We can get to that later. But yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I, I Similarly, I love Grunt too. Uh, big Krogan baby. Him just yelling all the time when you fight is my favorite. <laughs> I'm a Krogan. <laughs> now you're dead. Like all that. It's so fun. <laughs> um, and then Garrus, of course. Uh, he was a favorite in Mass Effect 1 and still a favorite now for sure. So really enjoyed him. Also, Kasumi for me was kind of my like third, I think, of ones I liked. I just, I think I'd met her early enough in the game that I was just like, oh, I like you and would want to try to put her into things when i could help it so um yeah mm. yeah 
I think, again, as we talked about earlier, kind of the tension of a lot of good characters. Like, there's just a lot of people I wanted to spend time with. And I think probably a large portion of the game, I did a lot of Garrus and Grunt doing most of the missions. But if I could have had a third spot, I would have just rotated my third, I think. Um. <laughs> yeah, same. I always like, because Legion I had a lot. I quite liked having Legion when you get him and Thane. So it's one of those things where I'm like the third, like you said, if there was a third slot, it would be a constant need for somebody to be in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I guess this is a good time to say this. I accidentally didn't get Legion. Um, I fucked up. Cause oh. I, I know. I didn't figure it out till the game ended. I, I even picked Legion up. Like I, I, I took the uh, parts or whatever and put them on the ship. But when Caden says no, I thought that, I was he I like he was supposed to be a squad member and I just did it wrong and so when he got mad at me I was like oh I guess I'm not getting Caden (laughs) so I accidentally never activated Legion so I was down a squad member the whole time I didn't even think that Legion was optional to be fair I I forgot that like you actually had to get them (gasps) yeah because you pick them up I, I think it's like um like Grunt is where you like pick up the material and then you can activate it on the ship Mm. i think Mm. and so i picked the material up but i just thought it was like a i don't know tally stuff that she was gonna do (laughs) and so i didn't think much of it uh i didn't think i was like skipping a squad member and i was like oh caden's mad at me because i'm a cerberus it must be he was the one who would have been my squad member but it isn't so i yeah i totally played the whole game minus a person by accident (laughs) yeah but no caden's just mad the whole time yeah Right, yeah. Stupid game. <laughs> yeah, basically. So it's like, all right, that's that's cool. <laughs> we had some people write in, though, about their favorite squad members. So uh, here's a couple I'll get. Um, first up, we've got Christopher on Twitter said Morden and Jack, mostly just for their commentary. Um, I, can, I can see that. Both of them have a, a wild opinions, I would say to say. And then um, Adam on Twitter said, Jacob is my second favorite. Everyone else ties for first. (laughs) It's hard to pick a favorite, though. Garrus, Miranda, Morden, and Legion are probably my current favorites, though. Um, Mm -hmm. So don't like Jacob, but everyone else, cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Jacob never really gets a mention. He's a bit of a meh character, isn't he? He's a bit bland. I feel a bit bad for saying it, because I think I went back and I did think maybe I sort of was a bit harsh on the first time I played it, but... I don't know, he just, I just don't, he doesn't strike me as one of the more interesting ones. I thought like there's a few more interesting people than him. But. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, I wonder if be like, once you get to a spot where there's a lot of humans, you're just kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, yeah. Like, I wonder if that sort of made him less uh, interesting or appealing for people. Once you have enough humans, you're like, eh, you're kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh... And then we've got Mark on Twitter said, Grunt is my favorite to bring on missions. Borden is my favorite person to talk to. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, Adam on Twitter said, Grunt and Garrus. I won't be taking any questions at this time. So <laughs> they're, I think they're kind of on the same page as us. Yeah, strong uh, choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Total Nerd on Twitter said, Garrus is probably my favorite. After that, it's probably Morden or Tally. Uh, Nikki on Twitter says, uh, the only, uh, the one and only Garrus, Archangel, Valenkin, and Tally, the best girl, Zora, and never forget my son, Grunt. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Baby Grunt. Yes. <laughs> uh, Johnny on Twitter said, is this a trick question? It's obviously Garrus and Garrus. 
yeah, yeah. Garrus. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely Garrus. Uh, Mike on Twitter said, I'm actually partial to Jack, and not just because Shockwave is OP as hell in game two. I enjoyed her arc and seeing slash helping her slowly heal after a lifetime of trauma. Uh, Royce similarly says, forever in love with Jack. Yeah, she does have a good story. She does, and I think it's another one where I've sort of gone back to her after like a second playthrough and actually realised that she does have a really cool storyline. I think it's just because she can be quite like funny with you in the beginning. Yeah. And she's like not a huge. Well, it feels like she's not a huge fan. She's of a bit of a bitch. Yeah. Like really. Um, but I think yeah, once you kind of break through, she does. She does become more likable. Mm. Yeah, I think she's a character. If I played Mass Effect Two again, I would want to spend more time with her. I thought she was pretty interesting. But just in this part, just when you start out with a flood of interesting characters you want to spend time with, for me playing now, it was easier for her to be more sidelined. Um, but I think that she, her backstory is pretty interesting and I liked her loyalty mission. Um, next up we got Pogo, says Tally Zora, Vasniba, and any other, all good if Tally's there. Uh, Mike agrees and says Tally as well. And then lastly, Michael on Twitter says Legion. Um, so a, a good variety. I would say not every character came up as a favorite, but most of them did. Um, so mm -hmm. I think, again, just showing kind of the love for this squad and potential you can choose here. So that's uh, that's cool. Uh, I think, again, well done by Bioware having many favorites across people like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Now we can hop into uh, recap itself, uh, what happened in Mass Effect 2. Um, so the game really starts off with kind of a, I guess, prologue of sorts. And you're on the Normandy, and it's getting attacked. And it's not a spot that the Normandy's going to get out of this. And someone tells you uh, that Joker won't leave. And so as Shepard, you, like, run through the ship, and you basically, like, force... Uh, Joker into an escape pod. He gets out. Normandy blows up, and Shepard's dead. What? <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> a really wild start to the game. It was. It was one of the most intense starts to a game I think I've ever experienced at that point. Uh, it was really good. Mm -hmm. I think it was. It was something that was really different. And I do remember thinking, "Oh my god, if Joker is going to die, like this is not okay." Yeah. And I did feel very protective in that moment. So. Make sure he doesn't die. Yeah, you really don't know where you're going after no. that because you're just like, oh, my character's <laughs> well, dead. <I'm> dead. <laughs> this has been all of two minutes. Yeah, that that was wild. You're like, Shepard's like the thing in Mass Effect. So it was like, just think, oh, is he just dead? Are we like, is do mm. I get a new character now? Who's in charge? Like, you know, that was that was wild. Uh, <laughs> um, but you end up fast forwarding two years later, and Shepard wakes up. And finds out that he's been brought back to life by Cerberus. And he wakes up as the ship's being attacked. And you basically get in a situation where Miranda's on a walkie and she's trying to guide you out of there. But you're uh, pretty skeptical of the whole thing, right? You were dead. You woke up in like a science lab. And also Cerberus is bad. Uh, in, in kind of general. I guess this would be a good question. My understanding of Cerberus, I would say, is a little weaker. So what does Shepard kind of know about Cerberus coming into this game? As far as I can remember, Cerberus are kind of like a... I don't really know how to they're describe like a, it. They're like a, almost a bit like pro-human, aren't they? Like organization. I think, mm. I think they're a bit racist. 
They're not known as being like a nice company. It's no. kind of a bit of a weird corporation that everyone's really skeptical yeah. about. Um, they're kind of like the bad guys to the military and stuff like that. They're kind of a bit uh, mercenary type yeah. thing. So I don't think, I you know... A little bit racist. Yeah, council doesn't like them, a bit racist. Yeah. I'd actually be interested because I think because we both played as female shepherd, mm. is it Jacob that guides you out of the ship when you play the second one? I feel like, yeah. female. I think it is. Yeah. Maybe they switch it around. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, so do you meet Miranda in the hallway then instead? And then I, Jacob yeah, at I the do. end? I remember, I yeah. remember meeting Jacob first. Yeah, I think Jacob guides you as female shepherd at Pam Shep, and then, yeah, you meet Miranda later, whereas obviously, yeah, as a... Uh, oh, weird. Apparently okay. the shepherd's the other way around. Interesting. Yeah, I played as male shepherd, so that's, that's interesting. Uh... That's cool, huh? Um, that, that, yeah. So, Shepard's skeptical, though, of Cerberus going into this, just that uh, they're known for being shady and pro-human and a bit racist, like that kind of stuff. So, not great. Um, so, he's a bit skeptical, but also he's in the middle of being attacked, so it's sort of, if someone's my ally, I guess I'll take him, you know, whatever. Um, and so, kind of on your way, getting guided by Miranda to uh get out you run into jacob and meet him and you team up with him since you're fighting the same bad guys uh and then together you rescue dr wilson who was uh one of the people working on bringing you back and as you're getting ready to leave you open a door and miranda is on the other side of the door and just kills dr wilson and she says he betrayed us that's why we're getting attacked now um it's a kind of a wild entrance to things um but together the three of you escape and you head off to go um talk to the elusive man to kind of figure out what the hell's going on i want to say cerberus i've had a weird brainwave back to <laughs> mass effect one don't you do a mission in Mass Effect 1 where you go to, I think, the moon and they've made a base and they're doing, like, human experiments yeah. on biotics and stuff. And I think that's why you think that you're mostly bad because I think you do a couple of missions or at least one side kind of story mission in Mass Effect 1 where they are the bad guys yeah, and you go, you break sense. into, like, a lab or something like that. For sure. That could be fun. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that that sounds right. I, um, okay, so that, that makes... Space count. Yeah, that that makes sense too. Of some, uh, I guess Cerberus has probably a negative reputation that Shepard would know about. But then also that experience of seeing, here's some shitty stuff they were doing, um, and so sort of kind of stuck in this sort of um, partner you don't want kind of thing, I guess. Um, so from here though, you meet the elusive man. And he tells you about colonies that are disappearing. And he asks you to go investigate one of them. And so he's like, you know, we brought you back because we know, like, I don't know, you're the kind of leader that mankind needs and, like, that kind of shit. Um, and, you know, you've got to help us protect humans. And he's trying to play to, to um, even though Shepard isn't, like, he knows Shepard isn't a, like, pro-Cerberus, you know, humans kind of guy he does appeal to shepherd being you know you were a specter you want to protect people you should go protect these people <laughs> that i'm asking you to check on <laughs> kind of thing yeah, uh you're kind of like you're put in a bit of a shit situation i suppose because like you kind of owe them your life in mm, a way mm -hmm. and so 
you you know that I think Shepard obviously knows that they're bad and knows that Elusive Man's probably a bit of a bit of an ass. But you're like, well, okay, like you make very good points, you've saved my life, and it's kind of like, you know, I suppose you have to kind of look at like the greater good. But it is, I think it's tough at the time because like you know deep down they're not, they're probably not good. Yeah, I think for the time during like Mass Effect Two as well, they're kind of like not the good guys, but they're kind of the ones that are seeing that the, the threat. Done. Yeah, they know the threat is there, and they're kind of letting you do what you want to be able to do. So you yeah. kind of go with them because they're like, well, at least they're letting me like kill the evil that's around rather than just ignoring me yeah it it is a weird spot that's how i felt when i started too was like i guess i should do what they're saying because they brought me back like i would be dead but then you know as the game goes on you're like all right how can i i don't know still accomplish this greater mission that's important even though i've got to kind of deal with cerberus being shady um and right now that your only crew members are cerberus with miranda and jacob so you're like I don't know. You're 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 kind of on an island to start off. Yeah, you uh, don't trust them, but you go with them, kind of thing. Yep, totally. Um, so you go and head off and check out this first planet, uh, this colony that the elusive man sends you to, and when you get there, you run into Tally and uh, her squad of Corians who are investigating here. Um, Tally is shocked to see you since you're supposed to be dead, but also was happy to see you, but also apprehensive. Like, why are you with Cerberus? Cerberus sucks. Um, kind of feel. Uh, there ends up being a part, uh, in here where, you know, the, you get to the colony, everyone's gone, uh, everything's destroyed, but there's no bodies. So it's super weird. They're just disappeared. Um, but there's a Corian survivor uh who was there and miranda is like no we need to take him back to cerberus for questioning but tally's like no he's one of us i want to take him back home uh this is one of your early decisions of kind of how you can go with a relationship so with me i sent him back with tolly uh because you know tolly so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna give this to her um and it seems like the elusive man basically has given you sort of direction of like I trust you to make the right decision sort of thing. Um, but also you probably don't want to make decisions the elusive man wouldn't make all the time is basically how he kind of puts it, it feels like. Um, but after this, you do make it back to the elusive man um, and you find out the Joker works for Cerberus now and he pilots a rebuilt Normandy, uh, Normandy 2 for Cerberus. And Joker lets you know that basically after the Normandy got destroyed, they just kind of broke up the team uh from mass effect one um and everyone was kind of everywhere so a lot of people aren't with the council anymore fighting for them joker is the most loyal boy yeah because he's joker's very much just like well i'll do whatever you're doing yeah with shepherd i'll do it yep (laughs) yeah it's true he's like i'll follow you wherever you want to go which is cool he's he's great um so from here, after kind of seeing the stolen colony uh, with your own eyes, you get your mission from the Elusive Man, which is to assemble a team and stop the collectors uh, who are abducting these entire colonies. And so the first section of this game is you get 
I guess also um, when you play this game, right, you can do a lot of it in any order you want. So there might be some characters that we talk about that we that I'd picked up early on that you might not pick up till later or you pick someone else up first or, you know, all that stuff. But kind of your first section of the game is you get sent to recruit people who are like um, this person, codename, blah, 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 kind of thing. So like codename Archangel. And so you don't know actually what you're getting into you're like all right i gotta find this person and i'll do the mission to find them um what this kind of results in big picture is you can recruit jack garris morden uh take the pod that contains grunt and then also recruit kasumi and zaid at this point uh which kasumi and zaid are uh dlc characters who got added later on so their parts are a little smaller um but this is what sort of that big section can bring uh in itself now i guess going more specifically we can talk a little bit about how you recruit each of these people um so i guess first up with garris you find out that he's got this uh alias archangel and he's basically just been killing bad guys he's he's sort of made himself a uh a bounty hunter that hunts down bad people of sorts um <laughs> and so when you find him he's a bit more jaded and he's just been killing bad guys uh basically since you died it sounds like and so he's willing to come join your uh squad again if you help him take out this kind of last target before he's out so you help him and then he's kind of willing to join you like batman yeah he basically becomes batman <laughs> <laughs> you're right yeah he's batman if batman kills um <laughs> that's true um so you get uh garris uh jack she um is in a kind of prison ship of sorts and cerberus has i don't know arranged some sort of payment to let her out and so you get inside this prison um, but when you get there, Jack is already trying to escape on her own, so there's a lot of chaos going on in a prison break itself. But also, uh, the people who ran the prison were like, well, if we could capture Shepard, we could probably make a lot of money ransoming you to someone else. So um, you get a real chaotic scene of uh, just shooting everybody on this uh, giant prison ship, basically. It's a bit chaotic on that mission. It's intense. Mm-hmm. It's quite creepy as well because you're kind of going to this facility that's all dark and yeah. mm-hmm. breaking up yeah it is it's definitely a creepy uh spot to go into um then you've got a uh, morden who is dealing with a plague outbreak um in kind of one of the sections of uh one of the cities and for him you just need to help him so he makes you like go get some medicine that's on sort of the other side of uh the plague area i think also what happens here is the plague's broken out but then some like bad people have moved in and they're basically like i don't know looting dead people's homes and like kind of setting up a turf kind of in there so you have kind of a mess there going on um also for grunt You've got uh, Dr. O'Kear, who's a Krogan um, scientist, is trying to make like a super Krogan, basically, of like, if I can get the best of every Krogan, I could make the ultimate Krogan fighter. 
Um, and so when you meet Dr. Okir, he ends up dying as you meet him, but you can take his work, which is Grunt in kind of a tube, who's not been born yet, but is kind of ready to be. Big Krogan baby. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Big Krogan baby. <laughs> um, and then last, your two DLC characters, uh, you've got Zaid. Um, and he's basically willing to come if you just say, hey, you ready to come? Because he's going to get paid by Cerberus and is basically willing to fight for money. That's it. He doesn't really care about causes, um, but uh, wants <laughs> money. be the easiest recruit because it's just like, hey, do you want to come with me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just see him and you say, you like money. And he says, I do. <laughs> um, and then last is Kasumi, who also uh, basically agrees to come right away. You just got to say, yeah, I'll help you with this heist you're planning. Um, and she's like, okay, cool. I'm in. Um, so you've started to assemble your squad. You're partway through. Um, and then there's an attack on the colony called Horizon. Um, and so Elusive Man Sinji there says, an attack's already going on, see if you can stop it. And you arrive at Horizon as collectors are there, um, and it's a total shit show chaos situation. Um, you also find out on your way there that Caden's the leader of this colony, so um, you know, old squad mate, concerned if he's alive, but also want to help. Um, one thing you find out here is the collectors turn people into husks, which are basically like, um, I don't know, they can't fight, they can't like shoot, they're basically like zombies, essentially, that try to attack you, which they suck. They were maybe my least favorite enemy a lot, because they're so annoying. Yeah, agreed. They just run at you. They just appear from everywhere. I hate them. Mm. Yeah. Hate them. They, they they were definitely the enemy that made me the most mad when they'd show up. I'm like, ugh, they're the worst. Um, <laughs> um, but you, um, you know, ultimately are able to help drive the collectors off the colony. A lot of their people have died. You do meet Caden, though, and uh, he's pissed that you're with Cerberus. Uh, because Cerberus is bad and it's sort of like a shepherd would never do this. How are you this way sort of thing and refuses to join you because you can ask him to come. Uh, this is where I thought that I missed a squad member. I was obviously wrong. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I would say that like if someone was to say to me like what's wrong with Mass Effect 2, I'd be like, well, Caden hates me because um, I romance Caden in the first game and I adore him he is my space boyfriend mm. and so obviously when I found out that he was like annoyed with me which by the way like he should have been like oh wow you're alive this is amazing right. instead he's just like oh, okay you're alive but you're working with Cerberus therefore I hate you and it was very upsetting and I'm still mad I'm yeah I don't think I've ever forgiven him and I now hate him every time I play like Mass Effect 1 and yeah. it's very tempting to murder him every time I play through <laughs> them I no, still yeah. haven't but it's close. Yeah. He's ruined himself. Yeah. Oh, that that that's interesting. So We're do you... <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, well, I was thinking just cuz, you know, when I played, I played as male Shep, so I couldn't Yeah. Uh romance oh, him yeah. in the first one. So, does does this count as you being broken up if you romanced him the it first time? It feels like it. It's a, it's a betrayal. Yeah, you don't you can't cuz you can't romance him in the second one. So it's like no. he's he misses like 
yeah it's 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 not great um <laughs> you do have some i won't say like say too much but you do have some sort of dialogue later on like via emails from him but for the most part he's just really rude yeah he doesn't ever really redeem himself like even later i wouldn't say later okay. on game wise and that kind of thing like he just i don't for me Kate, that was it he Steph's killed never it. forgiven Kate. no that's it. i i always <laughs> forgive him but it's just horizon is like a source for clearly me. britta <laughs> <laughs> like, you burned me once no you're not coming back <laughs> setting his clothes on fire when you throw it out of the normandy like yeah, yeah. <laughs> the gifts got me yeah <laughs> oh that's funny no that's interesting i i guess now because of knowing what i know uh in the previous one i did romance ashley i imagine it would be the same thing with her where she'd be oh, pissed i but, don't know actually uh, yeah i wonder if it replaces with it takes ashley. me about two seconds to decide whether or not i'm killing ashley and it's always yes so i don't actually know, <laughs> I don't actually know what happens with ashley yeah that's it that's it. i should have looked into that uh i'll have to look into that later because i'd be curious i'm guessing it's probably the same is that they're pissed at you yeah. um and say i don't want to be with you um, Although Ashley's a bit of a racist and Cerberus are a bit racist, so really she should be like, maybe she's into it. <laughs> yeah, right. She's like, uh, I wish I could come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to murder aliens. Yes. Yeah, um, be interesting. God. Be interesting to know what happens. That's bad. Uh, yeah. No, that's true. I'll have to look that up uh, later on for sure. Um, but okay, so your your kind of recruitment is broken up by this, um, but then you get some more people you can recruit. Um, which is you can add Tally, Thane, and Samara at this point. So uh, Tally, uh, you find out that she's kind of pinned down uh, at Hailstorm, and you get there, and her squad's been killed by Geth. And so you kind of fight your way to her. Um, her whole squad dies, and so you're kind of like, hey, well, do you want to join up with me and do this um, and you know, be on my squad again? Kind of thing one thing that's cool in this one is uh this is the planet right where you can't be in the sun you have to stay in the shade yeah mm, i forgot about that one that was pretty cool just to kind of see oh whoa like it was just such a different feeling planet to the other ones because you're like oh shit i can't stay in the sun that long my armor is gonna melt and all that um and then also in this section you get thane so thane uh, you find out about him from Liara, so you run into her, and she basically also won't join your cause, but for some reason, the way Caden said no made me think he could have been my squad member. When Tally said no, for some reason, I didn't think that, but, because um, you can also ask Tally to come and join, and she says, no, I've got to do Shadow Broker stuff, because she's working with the Shadow Broker, and has basically, like, does a lot of spy kind of shit, it seems like. Um, but she tells you about Thane and she says, I can't tell you where Thane is, but I can tell you who Thane's after. And so you kind of try to track down the target Thane is trying to kill in hopes of finding Thane. Uh, ultimately that target gets killed, but you do find Thane and he's like, sure, I'll join. Um, I'm in. Uh, and then last one, Samara, the Asari Justicar we talked about, and she's tracking down her daughter, um, who is it is basically like um she tricks people into falling in love with them her and then she kills them when they're vulnerable kind of mm. thing <laughs> um <laughs> and so it's samara's messed yeah messed up for sure <laughs> uh so samara's trying to track her down to like stop her 
from doing that. But when you meet her, she's been arrested because um, maybe someone who knew about where her daughter was, Samara kills because they're in the way or something like that. So you run to this sort of weird tension when you meet her as well. Um, so, okay. Now, again, you kind of have another, like, big story thing kind of bring you to uh, the front, which is you get word of a collectorship that um, seems to be uninhabited from the elusive man. So you head off to go to this collectorship, and you also want to learn about this Omega-4 relay. So basically, the collectors are, uh, from my understanding, uh, on this other part other side of the universe and you need a special relay to basically like blast through space to get there um but it's super dangerous and most people die when they try it so you're like well maybe the collectorship has the kind of details on how to pull that off um so you go there to investigate but uh you do get the information you need but it turns out there are a lot of dormant collector things there so you get uh you have almost a trap sprung on you about it. You're kind of pissed at the elusive man because he's not transparent about the risk there. Um, but he's kind of like, well, if they knew you knew something would happen, it would have tipped them off. So I had to let you into it and trust that you'd figure it out kind of thing. Yeah, this is where the elusive man starts to kind of like show his true colors a little bit in the sense that you mm. kind of sense that he doesn't actually care about you that much. Not that he, you know... He doesn't have the greatest reputation, but... But he acts like he at least has a human yeah, side. And then, and then you, I feel yeah. like you start to sort of mistrust him a little bit at this point. Yeah, I agree. It seems like this, this was the spot where you knew, oh, okay, greater good is the most important in your mind. Not any people that are involved. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So, yeah, for me too, this was the spot where I was like, I see what you're saying, but fuck you like yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not only gonna agree with you now like i don't you're not uh that guy that i'm gonna trust yeah. necessarily um so then uh i think a section that we should take some time in to kind of side quest on which are the loyalty missions so um each squad member basically i think can have uh I'm guessing two or maybe three views of loyalty with you. They could be normal or loyal. Um, so you can kind of affect your relationship with them. I'm guessing if you were really bad, you could maybe have a untrusting or something. But I don't I don't know if that's for, tr- for sure true. But I would think you could, like, if you didn't do a loyalty mission but had the bad interaction to make them go less. I don't, I don't know if you know that. Can any be less than normal? I was such a people pleaser, I have no idea. Like, I had to get everyone to like me, so yeah. I, I wouldn't know. I've never really played Renegade either, and I don't know how much that no, affects true. things when you go for more of those options. Because yeah. um, quite a few times, some people really like you being Renegade, and some people don't. Like, I think Jack responds really well if you are yeah. really high Renegade, but also, uh... like, Garrus doesn't. But I don't know whether it affects how much they like you as people. I think mm-hmm. they just kind of disagree. I'm not really sure. Yeah. That that's that's a good question. I'm not sure because that you know there's a couple times where they set two characters up against one or another, mm. where they argue, and so if you had them both as loyal, one of them moves to normal if you can't do it right, kind of thing. So, 
I, I don't know. That'd be that'd be interesting, I guess, also to look into. But um, yeah, I guess we can go through kind of loyalty missions a couple at a time and uh, I don't know, see what we got. So uh, one loyal, and also again, as this game is played, you can do a lot of these loyalty missions at any point. Usually, after you recruit the person, that loyalty mission is available. So um, really, I feel like this game is set up a lot with like recruiting and loyalty missions is really probably a lot of the game and the main story kind of cuts in and out as you go um with this stuff as sort of your main focus that's how i felt at least playing mm, i think so it's kind of like set up that this is kind of side stuff but also it is important so it doesn't make you but if you really want to get all the the results you kind of have to do it yeah i think so and i think the enjoyment of these games i think is higher like, this game is better because I did the loyalty missions. I think that that... They yeah, super for sure, because it's all about your character relationships more than anything. That's what they kind of... This game relies you on yeah. playing. They're, they're generally all very interesting, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought that they were good, too. I don't feel like I got sent on many, like, boring fetch quests or something like that, or something I didn't want to do. It was like everything mm. you got was something new and interesting um or told you more about the character or where they came from or whatever so um first couple though that we've got miranda um she wants help uh having her estranged sister escape from her father so you find out kind of getting to know miranda that her dad basically like forced all of these like enhancements on her so uh make you like really attractive make you really um have these different biotic powers blah 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 and so just like a powerful version of her and so she sort of struggles with the is it me who's really good at things or is it these powers my dad made me do and her sister was never a part of any of that so she wants to keep her away from that but her dad's figured out where she's where her sister is kind of thing um and then for jacob uh, his dad went missing 10 years ago on some mission. Um, but then you randomly get a transmission come through that says where his dad's at. You go there to investigate and you find out his dad, um, and the company arrived basically on this planet where it makes you, it like dulls your senses basically because of the, I think the air or something that's there. And so his dad has basically, like, set up a harem where he's, like, taken over all of the people and of his crash ship and is sort of, like, their king and, I don't know, has sex with everyone. It's weird. Yeah, uh, I forgot yeah, about that one. Weird mission. It was really good. It was really interesting, but weird. Yeah, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, it's super weird. His his dad sucks. Um, he, <laughs> he He's the worst, for sure, for this. Super weird. Um... I think I, I don't remember what I did with his dad. I might have killed him because um, I was like, because I think he tried to be like, oh, I could like fix it and make it better. I'm like, I don't trust you. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, so I think I killed him um, or maybe let Jacob kill him. I don't remember. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, not good I, uh, either way. Um, then uh, I guess next up, next two, we've got Garrus who uh, he wants to hunt down a team member of his who was on his, like, squad of uh, before this, a guy named Sidonis, who betrayed him, and all of Garrus' squad had gotten killed 
um, when they were doing like a bounty mission. And so Garrus wants to be able to hunt down Sedonis. So you can help him do that and track this guy down. Um, and then for Morden, he's got an old lab assistant who he'd worked with who was working on uh, Genophage stuff with the Krogan um, and trying to figure that out. Um, and you go and meet this lab assistant and you think he's been captured to do this, but it turns out that he's kind of mad scientist at this point. And so you have to take out uh, this guy so that he can't kind of cause more destruction. Um, and then you've got uh, our next two are Grunt. Um, so Grunt um, basically goes through like Krogan pu uh, puberty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Which is funny. Um, and he's like, I just have to like prove myself to my clan or something. And so he goes back to where the Krogan are from and has to complete this rite of passage, which on brand being Krogan is to like just kill a bunch of monsters basically. And you like help him do that because you like sponsor him as his commander or whatever. And so you have to just kill all these monsters, um, including a really big monster that was scary. So that was cool. Oh, yeah, it's because the Krogan don't really accept Grunt at first, right? Because they're like, well, you're not a real one. Because he's yeah. essentially like a test tube Pretty baby. Because yeah. um, right. obviously they can't reproduce. Like, that's kind of the yeah. whole genophage thing. But um, he's new and no one accepts him. So you end up being like his little squad mate. It's yeah, really it's cute. Sad, isn't it, really? Like, I think like, they accept him afterwards, right? Yeah, you... it takes some time, but you're like... <laughs> Accept my son. <laughs> 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 like sending off to play school, and then yeah. like, all the other kids bully him. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Because he, um, because yeah, because he's a test tube, um, creation. They're like, you're not real Krogan, and he's like, I'm more Krogan than all of you, kind of thing. Um, but yeah. yep, they accept him. It works out. Um, Tally's loyalty mission is you find out that Tally's getting charged with treason. Um for picking up like geth material and so you get you go to defend her for treason um i think part of this comes in is that her dad was doing research on geth but then and you were like sending him parts and the geth activated and killed his whole ship or something like that and so the uh Koreans are like Tally's a traitor, her dad was a traitor, all of that stuff is kind of your mission here. Yeah, I don't remember doing very well at this mission ever. It was very political. Yeah, I think it was fine in the end. I took yeah. Tally along with me, but it was just like, yeah, I never felt like I was doing the right thing. Mm. Cause like, it was very, like you said, very political. Yeah, that's how I felt. I think ultimately I, I tried to defend her and they kicked her out, um, but she was like happy I tried. And I think I tried to retain her dad's honor or something, but she got kicked out. Um, that was something in a couple of these missions along, or a couple of these loyalty missions I found along the way was if I didn't have enough like Paragon or Renegade, uh, I went Paragon, but like if I didn't have enough points, I just got locked out and had to choose like options that weren't mm -hmm. as good. And so you get sort of bad choices along the way, um, which I experienced in the next one. So Jack for hers um her loyalty mission she wants to go blow up her old cell 
uh, at a Cerberus facility that she was kept in, where those experiments that we talked about were happening. Um, and so we go and do that, and we blow it up, and there's some bad guys there, and we kill them. Um, that's all good. But when we get back, there's a dispute between uh, Miranda and Jack, where um, I think Jack's pretty hot about being at a Cerberus facility back where her childhood was really traumatic. And so she starts kind of going at Miranda, and Miranda doesn't like Jack either. And so they kind of feud. And you've got a spot here where um, if you have enough points, you can potentially solve the situation with nothing going wrong. Um, but if you don't, you're going to lose one of their loyalties. So for me, um, I ended up siding with Miranda in their fight because I was like, I don't really have a choice. And um, I think I'd maybe done Miranda's mission before this too and it kind of built some more bond with her. So I was like, I guess I'll choose you sort of thing. Mm. Oh yeah, I think I had enough Paragon points to do the good things. I think the first time I did that, I sided with Jack and Miranda hated me. And I think the second time I managed to kind of calm things down. Mm. But yeah. Th that's good. I was I was definitely uh, regretful of not having uh, enough points. Because <laughs> I wanted both of them to be loyal. And my, my thinking is, if, if someone's not loyal, things could go wrong kind of thing. Which is, I don't know, we find out later on. But uh, So I was like, fuck, I lost her loyalty. That sucks. Um then uh let's see for thane his loyalty mission is he's got a son who he basically abandoned when he became like an assassin guy and now his son's kind of following in his same steps and is trying to get into uh kind of the crime world and so you go and stop him from committing crimes that's your loyalty mission there um for samara's is you use Shepard as bait to try to catch her daughter. So you go and like hang out at this club and in hopes that her daughter will try to uh, seduce you and then kill you. And then Samara will come and save the day sort of thing is the goal. Uh, this was one uh, that I, I failed this mission. The daughter spot like caught on. So I didn't end up succeeding here. Uh, yeah, I know. I think I've gone wrong once before and had that same thing. I think something else happens and I've died there because oh. you can get murdered, I think, oh. at that point. I wow. think, like, if you don't do something, like, the... the, I feel like the daughter can murder you. Like, I think it goes mm. too far and, like, does something. I can't really remember. I think it was something like that. That's wild. Um... <laughs> Um, yeah that, then your kind of last two for Kasumi she wants help stealing uh, this gray box that her partner had died trying to retrieve um, and it's got like information about uh, I think the council doing something shitty in it um, damn it council yeah something like that and then uh, Zaid uh, has a formal partner who betrayed him uh, who he wants killed and so you go hunt that guy down so that's how you can get loyalty for all of them. Um, from here, you uh, get the Reaper IFF, um, and you and your squad go on a smaller mission. And while you're on this smaller mission, so all your squad members are out, uh, when you leave, the Normandy's location gets transmitted to the collectors, and they attack the Normandy, and a bunch of the crew gets captured or killed. Um, but Joker manages to, like, get guided by Edie, 
through um, the Normandy, and he, like, basically, like, releases an airlock and, like, things like that. And so, basically, everyone but him on the ship is either captured or died kind of thing, uh, which was pretty wild. Yeah, is this the mission that you can go, like, one of three ways? It's, like, a timed... It's, like, a weird timed mission yeah it's like i feel like you can rescue certain ship members like obviously not squad members but ship it's members. all about your crew i think something happens it's like if you if you go do this mission straight away like as soon as it happens you can save like your whole crew so it's like the doctor and stuff yeah if you don't if you do like a couple things or like one mission and then you go and do it you can save half the crew and yeah, dr chakra and then sometimes right. i think if you do a bunch of stuff and you don't go and do it for a while you only save the yeah. doctor i think everyone else dies I think it's got like a couple different layers depending on when you do this mission. Oh wow, that's that's wild. Um, yeah, I think that because also you switch to playing as Joker here, which is kind of wild. Like you, this is the only time you change characters in this little section. Oh, yeah, oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, because the, the ship is like, into, yeah, I remember that. It's really it's quite a horrible situation, really, because I think you're when you play as Joker, especially like you feel quite vulnerable. Mm. Um, Right, because I don't think you can fight. It almost becomes like a stealth thing um, yeah. where you're just like, bad shit's going on around you and you're like, I can't help them. I have to, you know, release the airlocks or do these things that Edie's telling me to so that I can um, save who I can or save the ship sort of deal. Um, also, before this, Joker's pretty apprehensive of Edie, but after this experience, he's like, I trust Edie. Um, but before, he was pretty skeptical of AI. Yeah. Um, okay. So, from here, this heads us towards uh, kind of the end of the game. So, I think an important question before uh, the final mission is, did you romance anyone in the game? So, uh, what did you two do? I The first time I played it, I romanced Thane, um, which was an alright time. Um, and then every other time since then, I've done Garrus, because Garrus is my best boy. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, I romanced Thane in my first playthrough because I was like, well, Caden's off. Yeah, it's here. Exactly. So, um, but to be honest, I didn't like Thane that much. I actually preferred his son. I wanted to romance his son. But <laughs> apparently, that was um, And I think my second playthrough, I romanced no one, but I always wanted Miranda. But as a female shepherd, you can't romance Miranda. Oh, she male so. only. Yeah, oh. so, I mean, it was Thane. Oh. But I'm not a huge fan of aliens, and I didn't really like Jacob that much. So I was a bit in a... It was a bit of a romanceless game for me, I think. In the mm. That's fair. Huh. Interesting. Uh, for me, I, I'd, like, romance towards Miranda a little bit, and they got to the spot where they probably would have, like, went for it. And she was like, well, but, like, the mission, maybe we should wait till after this. And I was like, all right, fine. I think you're right. And so I basically like almost did and then didn't. Um, but then also with Liara, I did have some interactions with her. Uh, I think in the DLC, I invited her onto the ship afterwards. So like they didn't full romance either, but I think it was more Shepard kind of threw out his line that way of like, hey, if you want to romance in the next game, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So <laughs> that, that was basically how it looked for mine. Um, on Twitter, we had a couple people write in. Uh, Adam in, on Twitter wrote in and said, I've romanced Miranda and Jack from the new crew. I've also carried forward the romance with Liara through the first game. Uh, so 
that makes sense. Um, my on Twitter said relink the Liara romance in the Shadow Broker DLC. Um, that's my like personal canon. Uh, in other playthroughs, I've romanced Miranda, Jack, and Garrus. So uh, a couple different ones. Uh, Nikki on Twitter said Liara in my first playthrough. My first male shepherd romance was Tally, obviously. Now I often romance Garrus. Uh, Chris on Twitter said, sometimes I'd romance Miranda, other times I'd stick to my true love, Liara. Uh, Christopher said, shout out to the underappreciated Kelly. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Kelly. Kelly. She's just on your ship doing reporting stuff, isn't she? Is that who yeah. she is? Yeah, oh, she's right. like next oh, to you. Yeah, is she's she, like... Is she Kelly, like the... She's not a doctor, or is she like a lieutenant, or is she the... I'm getting, I'm getting confused in games now. I know, uh, I can't remember if... She gives you, like, your messages, so she, like, stands by, like, the the oh, thing where you choose where to travel yeah. to, and she'll say, like, her. yeah, and she'll tell you, like, oh, Garrus wants to talk to you, or whatever. Yeah, no, I remember now. Oh, yeah. What's the reporter's name? Or is that number is that one? Three? Or is that three? I get confused. There's <laughs> too many women. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Clarence on Twitter said, Jack, she's the coolest. Uh, Pogo on Twitter said, everyone actually just for fun, but my first and true love has always been Liara. And Mark on Twitter said, only Tally during my first playthrough, but I've mostly played this with female Shepherd doing no romance options. Um, You're missing out on Garrus. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think, again, uh, some variety here. Um, and, and I think, as you said earlier too, right? Some uh, some people were romance femship or maleship some will only romance femship or only maleship is that right yeah mm. it's a travesty like i wish that you know because it was the same i think it was in mass effect one like um yeah a male shepherd couldn't romance like Caden and all that kind of stuff and and i know that i was very upset i was not being able to have miranda and you can't romance tally can you as a female shepherd no you can't yeah, there are some that are some that are both, some that are one or the other. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't remember who's both. I don't remember if you can you romance Jack as a female shepherd. I don't know actually. Mm -hmm. I think you might be able to. Liara, I know you can. Yes, Liara. Yeah, I, yeah. But yeah, it, yeah. it does. It, I hope that obviously in, I think maybe in later games you can. Andromeda, you can't. You're still locked to one or the other. It's got like one other or both. Thanks. Maybe the newest one you might be able to do yeah, everybody, but uh, yeah, I wonder if in the right because they're making another one, um, that's coming soon or soonish or whatever that they said. I wonder if in that one it'll be romance everyone or 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 yeah. most pe or most people are everyone and maybe there's like one or two that are only one or something. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. that'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, okay, so now you are. Uh, you've geared up, you've, you've collected all, you've got all your people, you've, uh, had your romance, um, now it's kind of in-game, uh, the suicide mission, which you've been building toward this whole time, um, and so you use the Omega-4 relay to travel to where the collectors are and attack them, um, on route, the Normandy gets attacked, um, for me, I fuck it up and thought my, uh, ship would auto-upgrade. Um, that, like, Morden was taking care of it. He did not. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I uh, misread that situation hardcore. So, uh, first, Jack gets killed on the ship. 
Uh, then Kasumi got killed for me, and then Thane got killed for me. So, oh, no. Yeah, so my squad was feeling it immediately. Um, got a lot of them killed right away, so I really messed that up. Um, I thought, yeah, I really thought that I was like, oh, I'll recruit Morden and he'll fix it. Um, no, I was supposed to spend money and choose things. Um, <laughs> so uh, a bunch of them die, but the um, Joker manages to land the Normandy on uh, the collector base. And so you can get out on foot and handle this. Um, and so at the base, you get split up into three teams. You've got your uh, first team, second team, and then you've got one person who's going to sneak through the uh, like um, the rafters, or not the rafters, but like, um, like a tube. Uh, vents? Vents, there we go. Mm, Thank vents. you. <laughs> uh, the fence um, who's going to basically open the gate to bring the two teams together and you'll be able to like move together kind of thing so your big kind of decisions here is you need to choose who's going to lead uh, you'll lead team one you have to choose who's going to lead team two and you have to choose who's going to go through the fence um, for me I in this time too, you have Garrus and Miranda get in a big fight about like, ah, she can't lead a team. She's Cerberus. I don't trust her. And uh, Miranda saying something about Garrus that is negative towards him. So what I did here was I was like, fine. Uh, since you guys can't get along, um, I had Tali lead my team. And then going through the vents, um, they wanted a tech person to do it. But Jacob was like, I can do this. I've got this. So I was like, okay. You're volunteering for, like, the hard job. I'll give it to you. Um, this doesn't work out well for Jacob. Um, <laughs> He's uh, like, I've got this. <laughs> you Dines. don't got this. Yeah, he didn't have this. Uh, which is too bad, because he did make it through all the vents when I was fighting. Like, fought through. But then at the end, he, he just shut the door too slow and got shot in the head. So, bad for him. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, he's dead now, too. Um, and so I'm really feeling it. I'm like, I might lose everybody. Like, uh, <laughs> um, So then you kind of, your next regroup is, okay, we need to divide again. Um, we, or no, you, you make your way through a bit, and you end up finding um, some of the crew in uh, these, like, tubes where they would get turned into husks. And you manage to free um several of them so like uh the doctor and uh kelly were among these people and so you can choose to send a person back uh to escort them back or you can just send them on their own and be like good luck you'll figure it out kind of thing so uh for me i sent tally back with them um because i was like this might be a way to make sure someone on my squad doesn't die and i don't want tally to die so i'll send her back um <laughs> Uh, I don't remember who I sent back, but I know that I I know Kelly died online. Oh, I th I want to oh, okay. say Jacob I sent back because I think I was like I don't want you Jacob get out of here. Yeah, I know <laughs> that I didn't do well with the like crew members. Mm. Okay, a bunch of your crew died, kind of thing. Well, yeah. My like, well, I was in the the ship's kind of like staff, I suppose. Maybe of. this is what I'm thinking of when it's like the timed thing. If you don't go and do this yeah. mission when it gets to it straight away, like you can lose the, the minor characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the just people yeah. on the ship. That's it. And like, you can save Doctor Chakra every time, but I think like, you could lose Kelly. Yeah, and you can lose all the crew members. They can yeah. all get turned into husk before you get there. Okay, that that makes sense because 
Tolly for Tolly for me was loyal. So when I sent her back, it was fine. But I think if she wasn't loyal, she would have got killed. Um, mm. Or whoever you send back. And, and maybe the crew, too, kind of thing. So that, that makes sense, too. Um, so I sent Tolly back, though, because I was like, really, almost everyone might die. So I want to uh, try to save someone. But I, I didn't want to... I, if I thought Garrus would die, I would have sent him back. But I was like, I think I need him. Um, and I don't think he'll die. So I kind of rolled the dice with him there. Um, but basically what you have here is you've got a distraction team who's going to have a lot of firepower and then another team that's going to go through with, um, Samara, or I think other biotics can do it is where they'll basically have like a big force field around you because you're walking through, um, this section with a lot of like, I don't know, creatures. I guess. Oh, yeah, I remember this. They, they look like bats, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, for my fire team, I sent Garrus over to lead that, because I was like, I trust you. You're uh, a good fighter. You'll probably keep us safe. So, then I had uh, my other team was Samara, Miranda, and Grunt, and we went through, but Samara wasn't loyal, because I failed her mission, so near the end, her field went down, and Grunt got killed. Which I was real sad by. <laughs> no, that is very upsetting. Yeah, I, I know. Turned the PlayStation off. <laughs> I I was tempted to. I was real sad, um, <laughs> since he was one of my favorites the whole way through. Um, Just restart the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brutal, 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 brutal. Um, then you kind of finally arrive at this like. I don't even know if this is quite the right description, but like a human larva collector experience. They're basically trying to make like a super collector of sorts. Um, And you have to blow it up to basically like stop the collectors. You blow this up and then you're kind of, okay, we've defeated the collectors here kind of thing. Um, And so, um, as you all know for me, I lost... Like everybody, uh, it feels like. <laughs> you have left. <laughs> I know. At, at the end, I think I had like five people left. It was bad. Okay. Because uh, I think my final missions, I had, like at the end, I had Garrus leading the other team. So I think with me, I might have had like Miranda and Morton or something. And then everyone else was with Garrus. Like it was bad. I, I really lost everybody. <laughs> um, but uh, did either of you have anyone die in this mission? No, I had nobody die on this mission because I was really funny about making sure everyone was loyal before I left. I think, like I said, the only thing I think I did do was lose half the crew because I went and did something else um, before the last mission. I had it similar. I think my first playthrough, I kind of knew what was coming and I remember I googled it and I basically just made sure I did everything I possibly could Mm -hmm. so that nobody dies because I have a real funny thing about losing like members in games like this. So... it's not cheating it's just sort of ensuring that (laughs) if i hadn't have done that i probably would have lost everybody so yeah yeah it's wild looking at the um i went and like looked at a chart for basically like what happens kind of thing and like all the characters have an order in which they die if like the different things happen um Mm. so like if you like did a bad job at this and didn't like recruit uh i don't know all your crew members or things like that like for one of the things i think garris can get killed on the ship which is crazy like you know to think that he could have got killed because to me he feels like such a key mass effect character so like that he could 
he could die if he didn't upgrade the ship and didn't recruit people well. <laughs> like, that's pretty wild. Um, but uh, among everyone else, it, it's it's pretty wild. Um, just kind of what that is. But um, we had some people online write in, though. Uh, Adam on Twitter said, Morden died in my original playthrough. I also once had Zaid die as he can't be fire team leader, even though he should be able to. Um, oh, that's interesting. That was something on the chart I saw, too, is that certain people, if you put them as the leader, then someone will die kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, only certain people can be the leader. Otherwise, they won't be a good enough leader and people will die, which is crazy. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Mai on Twitter said, first playthrough, I got Jack and Grunt killed because I forgot to upgrade the ship. After that, I finished the suicide mission with no casualties. Aside from that weird bug... Uh, in the original game, they got Morden killed unless he was sent back to the crew. I also let Jacob die sometimes because no one likes Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone's going to be killed right. off of that one, it's fine. <laughs> uh, Nikki on Twitter said, In my first playthrough, I let Jack die on purpose because I was young, dumb, and influenced by a friend. Big mistake in retrospect. Jack is amazing. I think I had Morden die in a playthrough once, and I once messed something up and had Garrus and or Tally die. Um, but now I have lots memorized so that everyone survives as it should be. Part of me wants to send Jacob into the duct out of spite because the idiot wanted to volunteer. Shake my head. Because <laughs> J- Jacob thought he had it. Yeah, it's He's fair. Passionate. You know, thinks he can do it. <laughs> right. He got this. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, they just made it seem so dangerous. Like, whoever does this, it'll be really dangerous. And I was like... If a guy's volunteering, I don't want to be like, nah, you do it. <laughs> like, that seems like a dick move. <laughs> it's like, I know Jacob really wants to do it, but sorry, Tally, get in the vent. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. Even though I think if she does it, it's fine. Like, I think she's one of the people who's good at that, but it just seems mean. Uh, <laughs> um, Chris on Twitter said, everyone lived. Kyle on Twitter said, first time playing, all because of my inability to leave planets unexplored, so... I didn't immediately head off to start the mission. So I think they had the mm, crew thing that, that you talked about. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I need to scan all the planets and find yeah. all of the things. And I didn't realize I needed to do that before I get to the last yeah. mission. Yeah. That was sneaky. I feel like, you mm. know, normally in a game like this, you're like, I have to do everything uh, before yeah. I move on to a thing. Like if they tell you this is the point of no return, you're like, okay, I'll do all the game yeah. first then. <laughs> Exactly. I think that's what they want you to trick you into doing is to go do all those finishing things. And they're like, ah, well, you killed the crew because you didn't do it fast enough. And you're like, damn it. (laughs) So close. Yeah, totally. Um, Mike said on an early run, Miranda didn't make it through the last stand. I sided with Jack in their fight and she wasn't loyal as a result. Uh, Scott said Tally died. Um, (laughs) Travis said no. Any save file that shows Morden as a heap on the floor in the collector base is an elaborate deception. Clearly, the canon save file is the one that was filed an hour later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Christopher on Twitter said, Thanks to the power of Google, every member survived. Um, Pogo on Twitter (laughs) said, (laughs) Not one. I was glad I did not, but I would have cheated otherwise and loaded a previous save. I'm a no-person-left-behind kind of guy. And then... um, Last, Justin says, first time on Twitter, yes, I made some rookie mistakes. The last nine suicide missions have gone perfectly, though. (laughs) Uh, So, 
I think some variety there. It doesn't seem like anyone had as many people killed as I am, so there's a lot of better Commander Shepherds <laughs> than me, um, it seems. So hopefully Mass Effect 3 fares better for my crew um, <laughs> whenever I play that. Um, but from here, um, once you kind of destroy this big bad, the elusive man calls in and says, hey, you could use like a pulse and basically kill all of the bad guys, but um, we could take the base for tech and be able to figure out how to fight more um save the base and you can say no i'm gonna destroy this or you can say okay i'll save the base so uh what did you do i blew it up i don't trust that elusive man yeah blow it up every time yeah yeah same i blew it up at this point i didn't trust him um and also i felt like i was finally in that spot where it's like what are you gonna do like i've already done all of this stuff like you can't stop me now you know kind of thing so um yeah destroyed it um my on twitter wrote in and said destroyed it no way i trust the elusive man with that data um Mm -hmm. cobra on twitter said blow it up to spite martin sheen (laughs) (laughs) which i thought was good i like that uh nikki on twitter said destroyed it and to quote the lovely people over at rake night podcast fuck the elusive man um david on twitter said destroyed it anything the reapers touch has a tendency to indoctrinate and adam on twitter said i've blown it up every time so it seems like all of us are probably on that same page you gotta blow it up it's not um giving the elusive man this stuff isn't worth it ever it doesn't seem like unless you're doing like kind of an evil playthrough i feel like most people will Mm. destroy it yeah, I'm tempted to try an evil playthrough one time, but I don't feel like I'm going to like it. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you went, like, just all pro Cerberus the whole way, I could see then being like, all right, fine. But mm. ugh, that would be hard to do. I don't know if I could play yeah. through it that way. <laughs> You'd feel so dirty afterwards. So then also there's some DLC for Mass Effect 2 um, that I wanted to just hit up real quick about this um so one of the dlcs is called uh lair of the shadow broker this is liara tracking down the shadow broker um and she ends up killing him and taking his place which i thought was pretty cool um so in this one you end up like boarding the shadow broker's ship you end up finding him and he's this alien but it seems like he's an alien trying to masquerade as something else and so your kind of theory that Liara has after you kill him is that this guy had found the Shadow Broker ship and just took over and was like, oh, I'm the Shadow Broker. And everything continued as usual because no one had met the Shadow Broker. And Liara basically does that here. Yeah, I really enjoyed this DLC mission. And I think one of the reasons why I liked it was because I remember towards the end of it, you get to like find out loads of Snoopy information on people by like going into all like the databases because Shadow Broker knows like everything about everyone. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like going through like all these emails between like random people and like people that you know as well. And maybe I'm just very nosy in real life anyway, <laughs> but I proper yeah I did enjoy it. 
So I've not actually played the DLCs because when I originally played them, it was all on my Xbox 360 and the DLCs weren't included, so I had to buy them. So I only bought like one, which is the best one, but it's a third one for Mass Effect 3. Um, So I keep meaning to play through on my Legendary Edition because I know all of this is included. So some of this is very new to me. Um, I kind of know what happens in some of them because obviously you go through each game that kind of gets revealed anyway. But um, yeah, I keep meaning to play these because they look really interesting, especially, yeah, the Aura one. Yeah, that was my favorite of them, for sure. Um, And what's kind of cool with the Legendary Edition is you can also do these DLC kind of whenever. Like, they can seem like a side mission along the way if you play them at a certain point kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one's called Overlord. Uh, This Dr. Archer sends you to a facility where a hostile AI has taken over. And basically, you find out that he melded the AI's mind with his brother who's handicapped and it was real sad and difficult. Mm. I, d- I don't know if either of you played this one. Yeah, I remember it being quite intense. I don't remember it as well as the other ones, but I do like it's coming sort of back to me in regards to being quite horrible. Yeah, no, I've not done this one. But that yeah. sounds horrible. Yeah, the reveal was like, oh, why is this happening? This is fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, it's bad. Uh, and then the last DLC one that I want to highlight was called Arrival. And here you get sent to rescue Dr. Kenson um, by um, an admiral who uh, works for the council or whatever. Um, and you go rescue her because they think that maybe the Reapers are have her captured but then you get there and you find out that she actually like believes in the reapers and was like trying to bring the reapers to take over the universe because she believed they were right and true um and you have to destroy a mass relay to kind of stop this and because you do that a bunch of people die destroying a mass relay so it's pretty intense here um also this is a mission where you don't have squad members you have to do it alone which is weird yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Yeah, you missed your squad? Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, I wish I had had my squad with me, too. Um, this one I ended up doing once I finished the game, so that was after. But the other two I did kind of in the middle. Um, but, okay, so that's <laughs> that's Mass Effect 2. We've gone through uh, all this stuff. But uh, I was curious, do you have other things Um kind of about Mass Effect 2 that you wanted to talk about that um, maybe we didn't get to along the way or we didn't get to go as deep as you'd like, uh, anything like that? Um, I think just in general, like general comments about Mass Effect 2, I think rightly so it's like seen as the best one and I think it is the best one for me. Um, it just feels like everything feels like, like we were saying about the story earlier, it feels like the story really has a lot of weight to it so and he kind of kicks up a gear, like you were more on collectors and stuff you kind of are starting to reel about these really big scary things that are happening um it feels like you get a lot of like consequences and actions like obviously the suicide mission for some people can be like brutal and you lose like half your crew members (laughs) and stuff like this but like there are other points in time i think throughout the whole game where it just feels like really like weighty things like all the decisions you have to make in this one are quite difficult like there's the ones with like Morden that he has and those kind of things very intense choices mm. weight, yeah weighted decisions yeah and i think although there were a few choices in the first one this one definitely feels like there's a lot yeah to consider yeah especially because you sometimes feel like you're just doing a bit of Cerberus stuff but actually yeah most of the time like all the loyalty missions and stuff like just 
all have quite big consequences, which you don't really expect from almost side missions, essentially, because you could do the whole game without doing those. You have a terrible ending, but you could. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think especially that one. And I also think I really enjoyed when I was playing through this for the first time, all the really subtle nods to the first one in terms of like tiny little side characters. It's like if you did a side quest for somebody, most of the time they would turn up in this just to talk to you for like five seconds. Yeah. I remember this one lady outside of like, I think it's Liara's place. And she's like, oh, you helped me back in, you know, this doing this mission on saving this person for me. Great, thanks. You just have a little conversation with them. And it's just kind of nice that you I have think, those little catch-ups. Yeah, I think it's so nice when things carry through from the previous game. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's a really nice little kind of added extra. Yeah, so I think that's kind of those little things for me. Yeah, I um, do feel like those add a lot of those like little things carrying over. I'm really excited for yeah. when I play the third one to experience some of that here. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about you. Um, I would just say, like, just sort of generally, I think for me, like, one of the, the best things about it was just the, the strange kind of plot that happens from the very beginning and the fact that you have to sort of, like, question your morality a little bit in working with the kind of bad guys. I thought that was a really interesting, like, sort of trope. Uh, and hasn't sort of really been done that much before. Because I feel like in the first one, you were kind of like, Shepard was a bit of a hero. Mm -hmm. to an extent like, like mm. a very sort of basic kind of hero trope whereas in this one like things start to get questioned people start to judge you and uh i, I quite liked that weird little like side sort of plot twist almost but as i said before um just generally very sad because i didn't get my space boyfriend in mass effect 2 <laughs> very much so you know that's no. otherwise it's a great game 10 out of 10 aside from that yeah aside from no Caden. <laughs> yeah. i get garris so i'm like ecstatic by this point because yeah. i'm like i get my space boyfriend <laughs> my alien man uh, that's great that um yeah that that's good i i do like as you said nikki just the like um i don't know the grayness feel of it of you you have to work with cerberus you're stuck in this sort of um enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of thing yeah, as opposed exactly. to like your uh i don't know hero shepherd who's like i'm the first human specter and i'm like you know hero for mankind and then you just see it be like eh, it's 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 a bit darker now it's a little more confusing um i agree i like that a lot um i think too for me like i think the suicide mission might be one of the best endings to a game i've played before like that was awesome. Um, and for me, personally, I'm glad I lost people along the way just because it felt the weight of the mission for, like, the first time. You know, like, mm -hmm. this is a mission no one can come back from. And really, some people didn't for me, even ones I wanted to, like like Grunt. Like, I really felt like I want to stop the playing the game <laughs> because I lost one of my <laughs> favorite characters kind of thing, which I thought was good. I liked that that happened. But I also know that if I go back and play again, I'm going to make sure the people I like make it and, you know, we can still lose the ones I don't care as much about, but like, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's like Game I think of Thrones. That's cool. Like you, you can lose anyone at any time. Yeah, just because it's you know it's like Sean Bean, no one's safe, and I think <laughs> that's a very cool like thing. It's just yeah, nobody is safe, and you can technically kill everyone if you. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Is that it? Really felt like no one was safe because I wasn't sure. Like as it went, once like multiple characters got killed, I was like, man, if they kill Garrus, I'm gonna like really think about stopping like i don't know if i want to play mass effect 3 without him you know like that's which is awesome like it was cool that they did that um 
Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Um, yeah. I think my other thing is just I'm really excited to play Mass Effect 3 in the future now. After after playing this, I'm really excited to carry over my characters into the next one. I'm excited to presumably meet new squad members, like all of that stuff. So, um, Are yeah. you going to replay it so that you save more people or are you going to go forward with the characters like that you've... Uh, I think I'm gonna go go forward with the people who are dead being dead. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> I think you should redo it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just for grunt, right? Because you're just well, like grunt. Um, you lost you lost a few. Um, let me just like recap quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I would say grunt is probably the one that I'm most sad that you've lost, just for future. But you know, no spoilers or anything. But okay. Consider it. I'll, I'll have to think about it then because uh, yeah he's the one I would want the most the other ones I like like I would like more time with Jack but I'm also okay with saving that for like if I play Mass Effect 2 again and go like a really positive Jack kind of thing yeah. or you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing um, but Grunt's definitely the one who I miss the most but apparently I was looking too on this that you can actually have everyone die like I think Shepard can die in this game um, is oh, what it seemed what it seemed like like if you got to a spot where all your squad got killed and then at the end no one's left and maybe even Shepard dies which i don't know how that would work like because i don't think cerberus would bring him back again but i, I don't know <laughs> hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah on the on a little chart i was reading said something like that but it seems like you could actually lose everyone which is pretty wild <laughs> uh cool um okay did, did either of you have any other things you wanted to talk about before kind of moving towards the end? I think we're good. Yeah. Sweet. Um, okay. Awesome. So last up, we've got a little listener feedback to wrap us up. Um, first up, we got Mai on Twitter said, one of my favorite video games ever. Great cast of characters, interesting plot, fun gameplay. There is just one massive plot hole that's always bugged me, but otherwise it's the best final mission ever in a game. I want to know what that po- plot hole is i have heard people say about the plot holes but it probably is yeah just can't remember it yeah I'd, I'm, I'd be curious what that is too um my let us know i would like to know uh what the plot <laughs> hole is that you see which maybe uh i would see it if i was paying attention but i it's i feel like i missed it at least um then uh we've got mike on twitter who said succeeds uh because of rather than despite uh, the ra- rather meager main plot. Bioware knows that the characters in world building are the strength of the property, and they make basically the whole game recruit a team, get to know them, and then take them on the suicide mission. Uh, Mass Effect 2 has truly stellar cast of characters. However, some are handled better than others. Looking at you, Jacob. <laughs> the cool. elusive man is a great antagonist uh, patron, and the gameplay is probably the best in the series. Uh, the final fight has a bit of a low note and feels out of place swap out that boss fight for a throwdown with harbinger and the suicide mission would feel about perfect um the dlc characters as fun as they are struggle to justify their purpose on the ship katsumi in particular if there was a part of the mission that merited having a master thief aboard i didn't see it it was nice having zaid there so there's at least one guy who's just a dick I guess that's the difficulty with DLC characters, though, because it's like you still need to have everything work without them. Because yeah. at the time it came out, like I said, I didn't get them because they were just like extra bits. I think they were added on later on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't really meet these guys ever. Yeah, it, that that is something that is tough with that. Because like 
you know how you can go around the Normandy and go and talk to people with Kasumi and probably Zaid. If you go talk to them, they have a pretty low amount of what they'll say. They won't talk to you the same way that like Garrus or Miranda would. Um, mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That is a tough spot. I agree for the DLC character. Um, Adam on Twitter said Mass Effect 2 is still the peak of the series, in my opinion. Most of the crew is great, and even the loyalty missions have some... And every loyalty mission has something interesting about it. The only real downside is the limited interactions with your squad. Each only has a few conversations, and it's way too easy to save everyone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) uh, Pogo on Twitter said, Amazing. But the take, they take the main narration and fork it into a completely new direction. Then it's up to Mass Effect 3 to bring everything together. Also, the multiplayer was incredibly addictive. Uh, did either of you play the multiplayer? I don't think I ever played the multiplayer. I only played it on the third one. I don't think I ever played it on the second one. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I, did, I haven't played it either. Um, um, well, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm confused. I think there was multiplayer on the third one as well. If not, there probably was. Yeah, I just didn't. It, again, it was like the time where I didn't have my console hooked up to internet because it wasn't really that time. It was a bit of a novelty, I think, for me at the time because I think when it when it came out at the time, like online gaming and sort of multiplayer didn't feel like a, a big thing for me back then. Yeah, it was difficult and clunky kind of thing. Yeah, that, that era. That, that makes sense. Um, let's see. Justin on Twitter said, incredible. Best in the series, my most replayed game, makes my top five of all time. So, a lot of love. Um, Total Nerd on Twitter said, one of my favorite games of all time. And then, uh, last up, we've got Nikki on Twitter who says, great game, massive improvement over the first one. Even though the equipment management and traversal was better in Mass Effect 1, if you ask me, the gameplay got so much better, especially when playing Vanguard. Even though I like to see the trilogy as one big game and often uh, talk myself out of the decision of picking my favorite of the trilogy, maybe Mass Effect 2 takes the tiny lead in that matter if I had to choose. Sadly, Kasumi and Zaid feel like wasted characters with the lacking dialogue. The DLC, Overlord and Shadowbroker were great too. So many great characters and so many uh, returning favorite, cool new characters and so many great returning favorites. It's just a good time, just like old times. So, uh, really, a lot of love for Mass Effect 2 from everyone, uh, which is great. I feel like it is very deserving of all of this love. I agree. Yeah. It's a good time. And I want to go replay it now. We've been talking about it. I was going to say, yeah, talking about it now. I'm like, oh, really? I think my, my problem is I recently, I got the... Is it? No? Vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, and I started playing through one, and I, I fell off. Because Same. I remembered how much one kind of, like, is... It, it's easy to fall off of and i i need to keep at it so i can go to mass effect 2 but now i'm just thinking maybe i should just start mass effect 2 this is exact my thinking when <laughs> we've been doing this podcast i'm like maybe i'll just start mass effect 2 and yeah. just pick my own things and i can't be on to do one because again i fell off of one one i think the momentum you get a lot of momentum loss with one mm. two i feel like it's really like it's very cinematic and it's very intense whereas one i think can kind of don't like yeah that's fair mm-hmm. yeah it, it is really nice if you do just jump into two. That's what I did. They just like go through like a I don't know five minute comic, an interactive comment, and they're like, when you had to leave someone, who did you leave? And you like choose, and it just, it I feel like it just jumps you right in. You do the quick comic, then you uh you know, get Joker off the ship and you're in. Uh, which was nice. Yeah, so nice. 
Maybe if I'll you do decide to do yeah. it, it's it is nice. It does feel like you get rolling pretty fast, uh, which I liked a lot. Um, and I thought the comic was cool. It definitely looked cool how they did it. And I don't know, explain Mass Effect One in a good enough way. I feel like. Yeah, that's cool because there is Mass Effect comics, aren't there? I've never read any of them, but you yeah. can get them. Yeah, I, have, I haven't read them either, but that's that's awesome. Um, cool. Well, I think that's what we've got on Mass Effect 2. But um, again, uh, thank you both for coming on. I'm really glad we got to talk Mass Effect. Um, if people uh, want to find you online, where should they go? All of that stuff. Uh, well, we pretty much have everything at our new website, gametour5.co.uk. Uh, or you can just follow us on Twitter, Instagram, gametour5. And awesome. find stuff there, really. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and I'll also put links to uh, their stuff in uh, the notes here. Definitely go check their podcast out. I always look forward to new episodes and really like hearing their top fives on things. It's a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you want to hear uh, more of our stuff, um, you can find us uh, on our website, thegreateststoryeverplayed.com. Our Twitter's at storyeverpod. Um, there's a backlog of our episodes on our website or wherever you get podcasts, all that stuff. Um, our Patreon is patreon.com slash the greatest story ever played. Therefore, as little as a dollar per month, you get a monthly bonus episode that talks about something topical, sometimes in video games, sometimes outside of. Or if you'd want to like rate and review us on iTunes or whatever, that would help a lot as well. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really what we got. So uh, yeah, we will see you next time.